Welcome back to Moving Right Along, the Muppet Movie Podcast, brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch the Muppet Movie two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. And I'm your host, Anthony Strand. Indeed you are. And today we are talking about minutes 9 and 10 of the Muppet Movie. In these minutes, Bernie the agent uh, rose up to Kermit's log and tells him that the Worldwide Studios are having auditions for frogs, and as we close out these minutes, Arnie the Alligator attacks. It is the most thrilling sequence in the film. (laughs) It just might be the most action-packed. Actually, if you don't mind, I'd like to start with Arnie the Alligator. You're jumping to the end of the snippet at the beginning of the episode? Yes, because he he is a character that we did not cover last week. Um, Arnie the Alligator... When I was a kid, I was so certain that that was a real alligator. And it's not. It's an animatronic. It's very convincing. It's a very convincing puppet in a movie where most of the characters are puppets and are very cartoony ones. They also built a super realistic alligator prop for a quick gag where it threatens to eat Dom Dello. Right. Kermit doesn't look like a real frog. And no. Fozzie doesn't look like a real bear. But Arnie looks like a real alligator. And yet his name is still Arnie. Like, that's what I love. I know that it's just Bernie the Agent, Arnie the Alligator, similar names. Yeah, I always thought that was weird. I I think that confused me a little bit as a kid. Like, Arnie and Bernie? Like, are they related? (laughs) Like, why don't they know each other already? Their names are the same. (laughs) Names are so similar. Yeah, everybody with similar names knows each other. (laughs) Yes. Um, I just think that that's part of the joke, right? It's like, oh, you have, your name is Bernie? Well, I know someone with a similar name. His name is Arnie. Huh. Here he is. He's or, going to eat you. It's also possible they just liked the alliteration of Arnie Alligator. Right, Arnie the Alligator. But I will say that I'm not a fanfic writer. I'm not much of a fanfic reader, frankly. I'll say that up front. But I always wanted to see what comes of that. Like because we don't we don't see what happens between arnie the alligator and dom deloise no we just see dom deloise frantically rowing away from arnie right so does he succeed in eating (laughs) bernie the agent do they do they unexpectedly become friends we don't know we don't know we never find no that would be if they ever start doing like spinoffs like you know the star wars rogue one and the han solo movie that'll be Bernie and Arnie, a Muppet movie story. Right. And um, they can, well, okay. Um, I, I'll say this. I'll, we talked a lot about Dom DeLuise last week. So I don't want to talk a ton about Dom DeLuise uh, this week. But I will say that three of his sons have been reasonably successful actors, right? His son Peter was a main character on 21 Jump Street. <laughs> right. His son David was the, dad, was the dad on the Disney Channel's Wizards of Waverly Place. And his son, Michael, had a very memorable recurring role on Gilmore. Right. So, yeah, there are three of them. I think I, I yeah. may have been thinking that two of them were the same guy all this time. No, they're all three different guys. <laughs> Although there's some overlap. Like, yeah. like uh, the, the Gilmore Girls one was on 21 Jump Street a few times. The Wizards of Waverly Place one was on Gilmore Girls as TJ's brother. You know, uh, whatever. Like, they, they've overlapped. Okay. But, so you have three possibilities to, for playing the Bernie the Agent in the spin-off movie. 
Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And there, there's probably one of them is about the right age. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what those guys are up to. Um, just, and uh, as, as long as we're talking about Dom DeLuise's family, we should note that his wife, Carol Arthur, who's still alive and who I really like, uh, is also a character actress that you've probably seen in things. She's in Blazing Saddles, Johnson. Most memorably, she like very forcefully reads the townspeople's angry letter to the governor in oh. Blazing Saddles. That's her big moment. Uh, she's been in other Mel Brooks movies. She is a very frantic pregnant woman in silent movie. You know, and she was in a number of, she's in the Sunshine Boys with George Burns' daughter. Um, very busy in the 70s. If you've watched a lot of comedies from the 70s, you've undoubtedly seen her. Hmm. I don't think I knew about her. She's never been as famous as her husband. So that's a little bit about Dom DeLuise's family. Yes, Dom DeLuise, who we see at the beginning of the snippet, uh, rowing up in his boat to Kermit. So we find out in a, a minute that he is an agent from Hollywood. What do you think he's doing just rowing around this swamp? I guess he's he's been fishing. Is that He does have yeah, lures and I things mean, like, on his hat. So I guess he's just out re- relaxing. But also, he has that issue of variety. Very hand. Yeah. And it's open to the page with open casting call for frogs who want to become rich and famous. So it's possible that he's just scouting a swamp for frogs for the open casting. Right. Oh, yeah, he could just be, yeah, on the lookout. He's just hoping right. to find I mean, somebody he, like Kermit. Right, and he does it. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's not like he pulls it up on his phone. It, you know, it's not a movie that takes place now. <laughs> right. He shows him the website and he pulls up just because it's a frog. Favor with him. Yeah. And he has it open to that. He's still ready to go. Well, you he know, he actually, he has to open the paper because uh, when he first holds it up, we see that there's uh, an ad on the back for something involving Liberace. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yep. And then he opens it to the page with the ad. The Liberace thing is is interesting because there's so much... I mean, obviously, the celebrity cameos, if you know who they are, then you know that these are all people who were famous in the 70s. But the Liberace thing is one of the most, uh, I guess, era-specific references in this entire movie. Because, you yeah. know, Liberace, like, it kind of places the movie in a certain time period. Well, no, you're right. Um, although we should note that Liberace, who does not appear in person in the movie, Liberace was also a Muppet Show guest star. He was, and I looked, um, yeah, I checked. He taped his episode of The Muppet Show in April of 1978. So that was just a few months before they started rolling on this movie. So it might have been just like sure. a little... Yeah. A little wink to their recent uh, guest star. Right. And as you mentioned, as you mentioned last week, Dom DeLuise was also a Muppet Show guest star in season two. Right. And was and is the first of nine Muppet Show guest stars who make cameos in this movie. So we will we, we will check them off as they go. Yeah. But there are nine of them, which seems staggeringly high. Most of them had done their Muppet Show episodes by the time of this movie wouldn't you say i think all of them okay so it might have just been jim henson calling them up and saying hey remember when you had fun uh doing the muppet show how'd you like to be in a muppet movie right right um dom deluise was on in season two and indeed most of the repeat cameos in this were on in season not all of them but most of them yeah that's not too surprising no but dom deluise we should also talk about his character's name is Bernie the Agent. 
Indeed. Why is his name Bernie specifically? Well, it is almost a sure thing that he was named after Bernie Brillstein, who was Jim Henson's agent for many, many years. Right, right. I, I, I would say it's definitely a sure thing, right? Yes. Kermit, Kermit talked earlier. Kermit told Robin, this is sort of approximately how it happened. Right. right? And as you mentioned, or maybe Joe mentioned in that episode, um, our guest Joe Henning, that Kermit says that not just because it's the story of him and the Muppet characters coming up, it's the story of like, Jim Henson and the Muppets coming up, right? right? So here's Bernie, the agent from Hollywood, signing Kermit from the Swamp, just like Jim from the Swamp, right? Yeah. Make him, make him rich and famous. Jim sitting on a um, log playing his banjo. And, right, Jim Henson, it, Mississippi boy Jim Henson playing the, playing the banjo in the Swamp. No um, clothes on, surrounded by alligators, just playing the banjo. Right. That's, that's approximately how it happened. Approximately. Um, but um, so Bernie Brillstein, it wasn't just Jim Henson's agent. He represented Lorne Michaels and much of the original Saturday Night Live cast, including another Muppet Show guest star, Gilder Radner. But he, he produced a lot of successful movies and shows. He produced the Ghostbusters, Elf, News Radio, the Larry Sanders show later. Um, so, you know, he wasn't just Jim Henson's agent. He had a very full career of his own outside of even if you don't know who Jim he Henson is, was. he's one of those people. You just see his name pop up in the credits of so many things as a producer. He did. Uh, he passed away in 2008, I believe. And we uh, talked last time about how often Steve Whitmire sang Rainbow Connection. Steve Whitmire sang Rainbow Connection as Kermit the Frog at Bernie Brillstein's memorial service. Wow. Yeah. So one of his many performances in that role, and probably you know, I don't, I, I don't know what kind of connection. Steve Whitmire had Bernie Brillstein or not, but I would imagine one of his more emotional performances. Oh, it would have to be. Yeah. So that's a little background on Bernie the Agent. On the real life Bernie the Agent. Now, there have been numerous references to a Bernie the Agent in other Muppet productions. I guess this was the first one. Uh, Is it? Is it the first one? I would think so. I, I know there are episodes of The Muppet Show where Piggy has an agent named Bernie, right? Right. Yes. And later on, we will see that Piggy's agent has a different name in this film. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we'll get to that later. So as Bernie approaches Kermit, he says he has lost his sense of direction, to which Kermit replies, have you tried Hare Krishna? Uh, I know I just said that Liberace was one of the most dated references in the movie. This probably comes close because you don't really hear much about Hare Krishna these days, but... Right. Although, well, it was it was weirdly all over film comedy right around this time. Right, exactly. Apparently they were very right. active around this time. Uh, you're probably thinking of the, the, the Hare Krishna guys in Airplane handing out flowers at the airport. Yeah, the, yes, the guys in Airplane and also um, the joke in um, Stripes when Bill Murray and Harold Ramis refused to get their heads shaved. They dance around John Candy singing, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. Oh, I don't remember that. Because he, because he has a shaved head, like a Hare Krishna huh. follower. So, yeah. yeah, they were active enough at this time that they were in the the consciousness of comedy writers. Uh, Hare Krishna is, of course, a religious organization. The, the full name of the organization is the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. And it was founded in 1966 in New York City by... 
A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. A very impressive pronunciation. Well, I, I slipped up a little bit there, but try saying that five times fast. Uh, the core beliefs are based on select traditional scriptures, particularly the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. So we don't know if Bernie the Agent took Kermit's advice and pursued Hare Krishna, but those would have been uh, his, his scriptures if he had. And uh, we can talk a little bit more about Hare Krishna later in this podcast series, because it won't be the last time we hear about it. Right. There are a number of other references. So getting back to Bernie the Agent, one of my favorite line deliveries in this entire movie is the smug, self-satisfied way that Dom DeLuise said, you see, I'm an agent. I winged in from Hollywood. Right? Yep, yep. I have that in my notes too. He's just so so like subtly cocky, I would say. <laughs> right. To the point where I certainly never thought anything of it as a kid. Right? Like I never noticed as a kid that he was being full of himself. Right. But I watch it now and it's just like he he clearly thinks that this is the most impressive occupation that somebody can have, even though he is in a rowboat in the swamp talking to a frog. Yep. Uh, when Kermit starts talking to him, there's the gag where Kermit tries to catch a fly but misses. Uh, when was the last time you saw Kermit's swamp ears? Um, uh, boy, 10 years ago. Do you remember the gag toward the beginning where young Kermit sticks out a long computer animated tongue to try to, to eat that horsefly character? No, but that sounds right. Yeah, it's really weird. And somehow a Muppet with a computer animated tongue just doesn't sit right with me so this gag is much better right right sure. although i do well that's the thing like watching this movie obviously kermit doesn't have a tongue he never has you know until well it, he has a tongue that's glued later. to the inside of his mouth right but i mean a long tongue to catch flies right so i love the idea that at some point he had an accident or something go wrong that he his tongue stopped working. Oh, no so he used to be able flies. to extend his tongue out of his mouth, but now he well, can't. Well, he, he says the tongue goes and he can't catch flies. Yeah. Right? So at, at some point it worked. And I love, I, I don't know this to be true, but as long as we're speculating and talking nonsense, maybe Kermit's tongue stopped working. And then he, that had forced him to eat in a more human-like fashion, which led him down the path of, speaking English, hosting, you know, becoming an MC, and all this more human-like behavior, riding a bicycle, as we'll see later. You know, Kermit does many human-like things, and maybe that all starts when the tongue goes. Wow, that one insane fan theory just blew my mind. There you go. You should should have clicked on it. (laughs) I I should. Also, uh, you said as long as we're speculating and talking nonsense... Talking nonsense, mm-hmm. that, that could be the subtitle of this entire podcast. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And an, another another piece of nonsense that I wanted to point out, uh, it's not really... You you have um, an earlier draft of the script, correct? I have excerpts from it, yeah. Excerpts from an earlier draft of the script, which is the same one that Danny talked about on Tough Pigs years ago. Right. In the movie, the... Blurb in the paper says, Worldwide Studios announces open auditions for Froggy wishing to become rich and famous. And Kermit says he couldn't do it. He can do anything like that. And then Bernie says, don't you want to make millions of people happy? You could make millions of people happy. And that's the thing that motivates Kermit to do it, right? It's not money. It's not fame. 
it's making people happy. Right. It it sets up Kermit as a more altruistic, uh, heroic figure. Right. But in earlier drafts, in the, in that earlier draft, I believe it talks about. I mean, fame is the motivator, right? Yes, that's true. The, yeah. That's, and we see we see vestiges of that in this, in the finished movie. This this ad is one of them, right? It's not an open casting call for frogs wishing to make millions of people happy. It's an open casting call for frogs wishing to become rich and famous. Is that what the ad actually says? That's what the ad oh, actually yeah. says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's a very simple ad. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it doesn't tell you. It doesn't tell you where to go, like the address of the studio. It doesn't have a phone number to call for more information. It just says... It, it doesn't tell you when. It doesn't no. tell you the time or... Yeah. No, that's true, too. Yeah. If you are a frog and you care enough to make it to the studio, then I guess uh, you've passed the first test. Yes. So that, I think, just about brings us down to the end of these minutes. Do you have any other thoughts? Well, uh, I wanted to mention the, the line... Bernie says, I have to catch a plane. And Kermit says, with that tongue, no way. I think it was you yourself, Anthony Strand, who once uh, commented somewhere that the really good Muppet productions take every opportunity to insert a joke, and the worst ones just don't. So I think that's a perfect example of it. They could have easily just had him say, you know, oh, I I gotta go, I gotta catch a plane, and just left it at that. But they just perfectly... uh, followed up on the previous joke about Kermit's tongue by, uh, right. by well, and, doing that and there's one, Well, and there's one in between, too, which is right before Bernie says, you can make millions of people happy, he says, you get your tongue fixed, who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you know, funny. Imp- implying that the only barrier to success for Kermit is his broken tongue that won't catch fly right it's it's kind of absurd but it's funny right it's uh, also right. bernie refers to hollywood as the dream factory and the magic store mm-hmm. uh i i was wondering if these were common expressions for hollywood i i tried to do some googling the dream factory that definitely seems like that existed before this movie right i've definitely heard that in I want to, is it, is it, I want to say it's a great feeling, maybe the, the, the Warner Brothers comedy where uh, Dennis Morgan and Jack, uh, uh, yeah, who is it? Yeah, Jack Carson and Dennis Morgan play themselves. This is a movie from the 40s, whatever. An- another movie with a lot of cameos from stars of the day. Um, I'm pretty sure that they talk about the dream factory in that. Okay. Yeah. Just for one example. Yeah, when you look up the phrase the dream factory on Wikipedia, it, there's a disambiguation and it says, it may refer to Hollywood, like the center of motion picture production. Uh, there was also uh, a documentary, a TV documentary in 1972 about the glory days of MGM that was called Hollywood, the Dream Factory. So it's also possible that these guys had seen that documentary on TV and had that in mind. Um, and right. then I thought this was interesting. The Japanese video game that was uh, converted to Super Mario Brothers 2 in this country, uh, the full title in Japan was Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic, which translates to Dream Factory Heart Pounding Panic. Yeah, see, I always knew it as Doki Doki Panic. Yeah. I don't I don't know if Yume Kojo was maybe a series, and it was part of a series, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ostensibly no relation to Hollywood there. 
Um, but right, then the magic right. store, I, I couldn't really find anything about references to Hollywood as the magic store. So it's possible Paul Williams and Kenny Asher made it up for the, the song that's that we're going to hear later or that they made it right. up for the script or I don't know, maybe it just wasn't as common. Um, but I did find that the production company that made Yo Gabba Gabba, which I think I mentioned last week, you did? That production company is called The Magic Store. So I wonder if they took that name as a, a nod to the song from later in this movie. It seems very likely. Yeah. Because that show had a huge Muppet in it. The, the, one, which, the only other thing in my notes that I did not get to, which feels anticlimactic now, um, but I'm going to bring it up anyway, uh-huh. is you mentioned Kermit Swamp Years. Arnie the Alligator also makes an appearance in that. Oh, yeah. I meant as, to mention as, that. As, as a speaking character played by John Tenney, um, who is much more Muppet. It's, it's one of the alligators from Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a Muppet. So it's a, yeah, a it's different a take it's on not, Arnie. Yeah, very... I mean, it's clear that just they had this alligator puppet laying around. So they were like, okay, that's Arnie the alligator now. That's, an, that, that's another one for the fans. Just like Kermit's tongue... <laughs> the Muppet movie fans are going to go crazy for all the continuity nods in Kermit's Swamp Years. Yeah, we have been waiting all those years to hear another reference to Kermit's Tongue. It's the Kermit's Tongue bonanza that everyone always dreamed of. Kermit's Swamp Years, the Kermit's Tongue bonanza. Exactly. It should have been called Kermit's Tongue Years. Kermit's Swamp Tongue. Only years when he had a when he had a tongue. All right. Oh, On that yeah. note, I think it's, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, it really it would be just as accurate as Kermit Swamp Years because he's in the swamp and he has a tongue. All right, a hideous CGI tongue. Yeah, so let's start a petition for all future re-releases of Kermit Swamp Years to be renamed Kermit's Tongue Years. Colon a tongue bonanza. All right, and on that note, <laughs> so, it's time to go. Yep. So everyone, look out for that uh, petition on an internet near you. And uh, in the meantime, you can all check out toughpigs.com on the internet to read more crazy Muppet stuff written by us and a bunch of other people. You can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and other things. And please join us again next week for another special episode, because they're all special, of Moving Right Along. Bye. Goodbye.